Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to episode 48 of the C1 Speaking Podcast. I hope you're feeling great and ready to dive into real spoken English with me. And in fact, I hope you're feeling much better than I do, because I feel terrible today. My throat is hurting and I can't barely speak, but I'm gonna try, okay? Anyway, as our regular listeners know, my goal is to help you speak fluently about fascinating and significant topics with people all over the world. If this sounds exciting, stay tuned. Today, we're tackling the intriguing question, can virtual reality ever replace the allure of real outdoor experiences? And this is from chapter 4, question 18 of my book, Express Yourself in English. I'll give a different answer than the one in the book today, allowing you to compare both answers and boost your speaking flexibility while you're studying. All right? So, let's get to it. Question. Do you think that virtual reality can ever replace the allure of real outdoor experiences? Well, Virtual reality is certainly an exciting technology, but whether it can replace real outdoor experiences is a bit of a stretch. VR can mimic the sights and sounds of nature, like a forest or a beach, but it's still quite different from the real thing. It's a bit like comparing a photo of a place to actually being there. The photo can be beautiful, but it doesn't capture everything. However, I don't want to sound too negative, so let's point out a positive aspect. One of the big draws of VR is convenience. You can travel to exotic places right from your living room. Imagine putting on a headset and suddenly you're walking through the Amazon rainforest or standing on top of the Mount Everest. That's amazing, right? So I do think it's fantastic for places you can't easily visit. On the other hand, and now we're back to the drawbacks of VR, real outdoor experiences have elements that VR can't replicate. Think of the fresh air, the feel of the sun on your skin, the smell of the sea. These sensory experiences are part of what makes outdoor activity so appealing. There's also the physical aspect, the exercise and the challenge of hiking a mountain or swimming in a lake. And last but not least, there's the social side. Going out with friends or family, having a laugh and making memories, it's all part of the outdoor experience. And if I'm not mistaken, VR is usually a solo activity, so it lacks this social dimension. Overall, my take on this is that while VR 
offers an impressive and accessible way to experience different places and scenarios, it's unlikely to fully replace the charm and benefits of real outdoor experiences. Both have their unique appeals. However, at the end of the day, VR is more of an addition to the great outdoors rather than a replacement. Okay then, that was my answer for today. I hope it was clear enough for you. Uh, Again, I'm sorry, but my throat is really hurting while I'm speaking, uh, so I hope uh, my pronunciation is not suffering. Anyway, let's take a moment to delve into a couple of key phrases that I used in today's discussion, all right? So in my answer, I said, one of the big draws of VR is convenience. Now, this one is interesting to me because usually students say something like, one of the positive points or an advantage or maybe they say um, a good thing yeah, is that. But if you want to use a different expression, you can use one of the big draws of something and then you mention what it is. In this case, one of the big draws of VR is convenience. Can you say that? Brilliant. So one of the big draws of VR is convenience. And this phrase highlights that a major attractive feature of virtual reality technology is its convenience. So, in other words, it suggests that VR is popular or appealing because it offers an easy and efficient user experience, possibly in terms of accessibility and usability, right? Now, the meaning is always a bit dry, and that's why I always give you some example sentences. In this case, two. First example sentence. For education, one of the big draws of VR is convenience, as it allows for interactive learning environments without the need for physical resources. Yeah, so in this phrase, uh, we describe how VR makes education more convenient by providing interactive and immersive learning experiences without requiring physical materials or spaces. And then in another industry, the real estate industry, we can say something like, in real estate, one of the big draws of VR is convenience, as potential buyers can tour properties virtually from anywhere in the world. Yeah, so in this example, the phrase emphasizes the convenience offered by VR in the real estate sector, in the real estate sector, <laughs> allowing remote virtual tours of properties which can be a significant advantage for both buyers and agents. All right, there you go. One of the big draws of VR. Learn that expression, yeah? So instead of on the plus side or one of the positive things, yeah, or one of the good things or an advantage of something, you can say one of the big draws of something is something. There you go. Next phrase, a bit of a stretch. Can you say that? A bit of a stretch. 
I used that in my answer. Let me check that again. Uh, I think it was at the start. Yeah, I said, but whether it can replace real outdoor experiences is a bit of a stretch. Yeah, so a bit of a stretch. Can you say that? Excellent. And this phrase refers to something being slightly exaggerated or beyond what is reasonable or believable. So a bit of a stretch suggests that a particular idea is somewhat far-fetched or not entirely convincing. Also a great expression, far-fetched. Yeah, It is somewhat far-fetched. It's a bit of a stretch. It's not entirely convincing. There you go. So, again, this is a bit dry, and that's why we have the example sentences. Saying he's the best player in the league is a bit of a stretch, although he's certainly talented. So this sentence implies that claiming someone to be the best player is slightly exaggerated, even though acknowledging the person's talent. Yeah, another example sentence. To say that one event caused the entire crisis is a bit of a stretch. There were many contributing factors. So here the phrase is used to indicate that attributing the entire crisis to a single event is an overstatement. It's a bit of a stretch. Because there were actually multiple causes. All right, dear listeners. That's your real spoken English practice for today. Remember the two language chunks we discussed. One of the big draws of VR is convenience. And I want you to remember one of the big draws of something is something. Yeah. And a bit of a stretch. Yeah. Slightly exaggerated. And use those expressions when appropriate. All right. As previously mentioned, you cannot find the answer to today's episode in my book, Express Yourself in English. Instead, if you have the book, you'll discover a completely different answer, together with a vocabulary glossary, a gap fill quiz, as well as a comprehension quiz. And in addition, you get access to clear audio in MP3 format, as well as Quizlet cards to enhance your learning process. All this to help you speak with ease and newfound confidence. And those last words are not mine, but from Aneta, a happy student who shared this quote on my website and on the Amazon book page. And if you don't believe me, you can see that for yourself. Just go to vocabularyebook.com or go to Amazon and search for Express Yourself in English. And with that, we wrap up today's episode. Thank you again for joining me, and I hope you found this episode helpful. If you enjoy my podcast, please consider... Sh so, I'm losing it, people. <laughs> my voice. Oh, my God. So, if you enjoy my podcast, please consider sharing it with your friends, okay? But only if they are just as eager as you to improve their English. I mean, only share it if it has great value for them. Yeah? All right. Until next time, stay curious, keep learning, and as always, happy speaking.
Talk soon, my friends. Bye-bye. Oh my god. I'm so happy this is over. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. patreon.com slash build your English patreon.com slash build your English